Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bogo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to like have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Oh, wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, Ryan way, I can't cook. I, can't I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Like, wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Then why were you doing Bob just I'm there? I'm so sorry, Be Bob. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> 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 hey, everyone, and... Wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn cute, but it was... Jen, what are you doing? <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not like even it. a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. Challenge accepted. Race that says nope. Sorry, Bob. Thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. It's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's slowing down. He's slowing down. We have everyone watching it at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayor. That's wicked funny. That's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E-J. Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Okay. That's true. Now with that, Just- let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. 
Wake up and smell the coffee, Poovoinians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm here at the table of awesome with all of my bestest of friends, excluding my Biffle because he's clearly fallen out of favor, starting with Danielle, <laughs> the only person on the face of the planet who could stand being married to Brian. Danielle, yes. how are you doing? I'm great, Bob. I'm officially first. I'm the stand-in Biffle. This is so exciting. You, you are you are the Lady Biffle for sure. Lady you Biffle! Always, you are always happy, Aww. but, you know. Aww. This is so exciting. I know. And also, speaking of Biffles, we have our favorite maple syrup flavored Biffle in the house. It's Scott. <laughs> Scott Hyde. We've had a quarter season break and you still haven't come up with new names for us, Bob. No, I haven't. Come on, Maple Biffle. That's awesome. Maple Biffle. I mean, Lady so, Biffle. Okay, so we, maple we got Biffle. Biffle. I'm afraid to Biffle. hear what I'm going to be. Maple syrup flavored Biffle. And then none other than our lovely producer, Sue. Sue, how are you? <laughs> oh, I don't get to be a Biffle. I'm so sad. The, la- the, 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 the lady Biffle? Biff- Biff- no, producer Biffle? Wait, what's producer Oregon Biffle. famous for? Uh, yeah, what's, or- what's Oregon famous for? Rain? Does so that make me surfer Biffle? Or does that make surfer me... Surfer Biffle. There you go. Well, yeah, I don't surf, I think I think I'm the rainy Biffle. The rainy uh, Biffle. I, I'm okay. Thank you. I, I uh, got home and well, okay. my mom decompressed, and, and now things are good around here. Makes sense. Makes sense. The weed biffle. Very funny. The racism. weed biffle. That makes sense. The garden biffle. You're the garden, garden I'm the garden, garden biffle. I'm the garden gnome. Or herbal biffle. That might sound better than weed Her- biffle. I don't know. Yeah, herbal biffle. <laughs> the weed or herbal biffle. I'm the weed or making myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so does say. that make... So, wait, if... That makes Ryan the original plain, like plain glazed Biffle. He's classic Biffle. Classic, classic Biffle. Oh, I like that. Because if he were a donut, you know, he'd be plain glazed, right? Like well, plain. It's, it's, that, it's vanilla, like vanilla, vanilla ice cream. Vanilla, vanilla Biffle. biffle. <laughs> vanilla soft serve Biffle. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So. I love So um, for those who are wondering where Ryan is at, Ryan will be joining us in a bit. Uh, Ryan is uh, dealing with his uh, uh, fathering responsibilities uh, and putting Ella down for the evening, which, according to Daniel, may take some time. So when Ryan shows up, we will we will incorporate him into the conversation where he might talk. We don't know. He may just a a little bit, as he usually does uh, in whatever we're talking about. You know, I hear stories about parents that are like, oh, yeah, my kid just goes to bed and, like, they they just go and they go to sleep and that's that. And it's like, oh, really? Like, my kid is so full of energy. Like, she needs to be, like, we have to read books and then we have to sing songs and then we have to rock in the chair because she will not, like, settle down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. If you can get her to be still for 30 seconds. That's exactly it. I have to get her to be still. Yeah. Because I've done that with. um, Yeah. Kids at nap time. Yeah. Where you just almost have to lay on top of them. And if you can just get them to be still for 30 seconds, not that I would do that in a preschool setting, but you you just get it still. That's so true. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Kids are, you know, they have minds of their own, unfortunately, sometimes. (laughs) Not that I would know. I just, I get to be, I get to be Uncle Bob and I get to play with them and like all my friends' kids. And yeah. so it's like, it's easy to be like, play, play, play. Okay, here you go. Hand them exactly. back over. Exactly. 
I have yeah. to learn how to be Uncle Scott this year, so that'll be interesting. Yay, oh, Uncle Scott. one of your sisters. Yeah, Beth's having a kid. Having a kiddo? What sort yet, but... Okay. Aw, that's fun. Announced it to us at Christmas. They made... Uh, Roy, her boyfriend, or fiancé, I should say, uh, made little wood-burned plaques for, like... So mine says Uncle Scott, and Crystal says Aunt Crystal, and... Uh, um, Get what the phrase was for uh, mom and dad, but something about being the best grandparents. Or something. Aww, mm-hmm. that's sweet. That is cool. Yeah, I love those wood burn plaques. Those are so cool. Yeah, those, those are very cool. Did they make them? Yeah, mm-hmm. I made him himself. I th- I think he probably found like the blanks and got yeah <laughs> the actual design and wood burning and stuff was very awesome. cool. Well, that's fun. All right. So, um, on today's, uh, on today's show, we got loads and loads of stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, some things mainly, uh, I just thought of this. I didn't think about it, but there's two trailers that I personally would like to see us talk about. Uh, the first one would be The Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, my favorite Johnny Depp, uh, flavored movie, uh, of 2018. <laughs> and by my favorite, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, and then also, uh, releasing in about a week, I totally Ready forgot Player about one. this, would be the, the Ready Player One movie, which a lot yep. of people, a lot of people, um, are giving positive reviews for. So, uh, cool. It's well, not that's like, good. it's not, it's the not, one I saw was kind of iffy. Yeah. Uh, most of the people I follow on the internet who do movie stuff seem to uh, seem very positive about it. There are definitely, it's, oh, it's, it's up and up. Uh, but, uh, as depending on the people, but some people are like, it's a shit show. And then some people are like, this is a fun nostalgic ride. So have you like, seen the trailers for it by chance? It is things. Not, I've seen a couple. Not any recent ones. I saw one a, a while ago. Yeah. So I, think yeah. I have a full trailer for that one. I've seen I highly recommend cool. checking it out. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I wasn't expect for some reason I didn't expect like 3D avatars of the characters, despite being in a 3D you know virtual reality space. But hey, but apparently you know I I am I'm not like I'm not like totally buying into it. But at the same time, I'm like okay, I'm optimistic enough that I'm excited to see it. But I'm not like giving this you know oh my gosh this is gonna be the best movie ever, despite being mm-hmm. my favorite book of all time. It's such an amazing book. Oh, it's such a good yeah. book. Yeah, but I think as long as, as long as you realize that it's a, tra- uh, a an adaptation uh, or mm-hmm. a, a spiritual uh, not a spiritual successor, but like more of like a as long as it gets the idea of the concept. Because I mean, obviously, to have everything in the book be in the movie would have been a licensing hell for them. Oh yeah, yeah. would have caught. Yeah. So, but by bringing in Spielberg and uh, I forget who's producing the movie. But, like, they're probably going to be doing more of their stuff. Like, there'll probably be a lot of change. I mean, the, the concept is still the same, but a lot of, like, the stuff may not necessarily be the same mm-hmm. nostalgic stuff. It just might be more nostalgic stuff that they have, you know, mm-hmm. rights to use. Right. Right. But. but and I because how awesome would that have been if they got every clip of every, like, everything that they talked about in that movie? It would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. It especially. So cool. Especially since now I've officially, I have since reading Ready Player One, I have played the Tomb of Horrors. Spoiler oh. alert for Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually, it's kind of one of the most not exciting D&D dungeons I've ever done. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's, but, 
Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. But, um, but anyway, so I think all of us have had a chance being that all of us are former or current Harry Potter podcasters, uh, whether, uh, uh, through that whole things we used to do in the past. Cause I do know. So I have promoted this out to my community over at dark crest. So we do have some people like Mako. Welcome to the chat. Uh, and a couple others. Uh, this podcast, just real quick, is based off of a bunch of us podcasters who grew tired of podcasting about Harry Potter, but we still wanted to get together and talk about stuff. So we get around everyone. It used to be weekly, but now it's more monthly because we're all very busy adults. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's what this is all about, uh, is us giving our points of view on a monthly-ish, maybe sometimes never again weekly basis. Uh, <laughs> so we do get very opinionated when it comes to the Harry Potter uh, stuff such as the crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, Danielle, you just watched mm. it. So it's the freshest <laughs> in your mind. What are your thoughts of the, the Johnny Depp shit show? I mean, very cool, ma uh, magical yeah, yeah, world yeah. of Harry Potter. Well, Beast. okay. Number one, I love Jude Law. So I, I'm hoping that that's going to like kind of balance out the Johnny Depp because I didn't like Johnny Depp in the first one. I was confused as to why he was cast as Grindelwald because it just seemed like a really odd choice. Um, I always was a fan of Johnny Depp in other movies until now, like all that weird stuff has come out about him. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't like, so my opinion of him is not what it was. Um, but I think I'm like kind of over the whole Johnny Depp thing. I think he's just like kind of been in too many things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of done with you at this point. So I wish, I wish it wasn't him in the role, but whatever. That said, I think Jude Law looked awesome. I love Eddie. It's Eddie Redmayne, right? Am I saying his name Eddie. right? Yes. I think he's awesome. So, like, yeah. all the bits with him and, like, whatever they're doing at the end there of the trailer looks amazing. With, like, the fire. Like, they, they both, like, yeah. put their wands to the ground and, like, fire goes up. Like, that looks, yeah. And, so that yeah. looks pretty cool. I love, unlike Ryan, I really enjoyed the first movie. I don't know why he didn't like it, but... um he had grumpy cheese. I think so. Um, I loved Jacob, so I was happy to see him in the mm -hmm. um, in the trailer, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm glad that he's still in it, and like he clearly remembers what's going on with the because uh, they didn't they perform the memory charm on him, and it just didn't work. Yeah, or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So I love I love the part where he's like, "Are you going somewhere?" And and he's like, yeah. oh, "We're going somewhere." And he's yeah, just we're going somewhere. Genius. And I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll I'll definitely watch it. I know I'll probably might watch it solo, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be so his I think, loss. I yeah. think so. In retrospect, because I still haven't seen it since the the big uh, fuck you Warner Brothers uh, <laughs> spiel on that episode of Pointy Weekly a while ago. <laughs> I don't think I'll uh, ever forget that, Bob. No, I don't think I'll ever forget that. <laughs> I mean, like in retrospect, like don't get me wrong, like. Fantastic Beasts was a good movie until the very end of it, where they literally, in my humble opinion, in order to somehow like make it more tied to the original canon, brought in Grindelwald. I think, mm -hmm. like, and I feel horrible now because I'm like, I felt that the the villain of the story was so solid on his own, despite can't I can't besides the fact I can't remember his name. Like, I felt he was a. I felt that uh, who was the actually who played him. Uh, Crap. Oh, Colin. Are you talking about, you're talking about Colin Firth? Uh, yes. Uh, no, Colin yes. Farrell. Not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell. I'm Colin sorry. Farrell, yeah. yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, so <laughs> to me, it's like, 
he was a solid. Like I was hoping he that was he good. would be a follow, yeah. like the character would have been a follower of Grindelwald. But when they made him mm-hmm. Grindelwald, it was just like you know, like one of the major things surrounding the Star Wars movies is that like everything is too. Everything makes Star Wars small. Like everyone's related to everybody. Everyone like mm-hmm. there's no like there's everyone has to somehow be tied to something, and. Mm-hmm. I felt that that tie could have easily been, a, you know, being a follower of Grindelwald. And I think that would have been a nice way to bring in Grindelwald. We have Grindelwald show up at the end, even if, uh, stupid fucking Johnny Depp. Anyway, <laughs> is, is, is that like, when it comes down to it, like it comes back to being small, being small. And we're, we're, and to the point where the next movie has Dumbledore in it, where Dumbledore is going to be a main character. And it's just like, I get that we all in sense, all intents and purposes wanted to be tied to the Potter universe. But the thing that excited me so much about this series was that we were going to expand the universe. We had a whole mm-hmm. new wizarding school with a great background story. And it was like the it was like like that's why I think even though I don't care for the Lord of the Rings novels, that's the thing that always impressed me so much with Tolkien is that his universe was vast. And not everyone oh, yeah. was like a cousin, roommate, best friend of Frodo or Gandalf. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what really makes those books, in my opinion, much more impressive than where, where Potter is now going, where the Potterverse is going. Um, so I think to me, having it be more focused in this pre-established stuff of Grindelwald isn't as ideal for me personally. That being said, thoughts on the actual trailer uh, Racive in the chat said, I'm not sure if I'm sold as Jude Law as Dumbledore. I agree. To me right now, like... Everybody's he, upset because he's in a suit. Well, and then it's not... Well, there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of drama being around Dumbledore's interpretation... The interpretation of Dumbledore in this movie. Mm-hmm. Despite it being mm-hmm. written by J.K. Rowling, but, you know, go figure. Um, I personally... I'm not sold on him as Dumbledore yet. And I'm not sure if I will be. Because to me right now... He's Jude Law with a beard. And did you notice, though? Sorry, real quick. Did you notice that he was, like, kind of copying Gambon's accent? He was. He was. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because, like, eh. you know. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, Harris is Dumbledore was first, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But go on. So I think for all intents and purposes, I'm not sold on that yet. But if they can pull it off, it will be great because it will be mm-hmm. nice to have. If this is the route we're taking, it'd be nice to have Dumbledore in the picture. And, you know, because Dumbledore is a beloved character from the main series. And I am kind of curious to see how he uh, gets interpreted. Mm. Going mm-hmm. back to my favorite aspect of this universe, Grindelwald. Have any of you guys seen, have any of you guys seen The Matrix? Or, I'm sorry, more specifically, no. the second movie in The Matrix? I never no. saw those movies. Okay, well, there are two characters that are basically all white. They wear all white clothing. Uh, They have, like, white hair. They have white face. Everything about them is white. So are they, like, albinos or are they just white? No, it's like they're all painted white. Okay. So maybe they're, I don't know. Yeah. Go back and watch this trailer. I know. It's like they hired them to be Johnny Depp to be Grindelwald. (laughs) Do you see his eyes? Why is Grindelwald all white? I'm sure there's something we'll find out. Look, he he was kind of white. He was kind of white in the movie, the first movie. 
I was relatively okay with that, despite the fact that it was he was being Johnny Depp and being at Johnny Depp Jep, Deppiness. Fuck Warner Brothers. Anyway, <laughs> but now he's more white. It's like is is is, is Azkaban in under remodel right now where they're doing white paint and white paint is falling all over the inmates of Azkaban. No, no, no. This is what's happened. He escaped and now he's undercover with the circus and he's one of the clowns. Oh, (laughs) genius, Sue. That is exactly, exactly. (laughs) You know what, though? It's like, this is, I don't know, this is such like a a typical Harry Potter movie discussion where it's like sometimes the the casting is just so great. Like it's so spot on. Like for me, like I always loved Gary Oldman as Sirius Black. I thought he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was spot on. And yet, you know, then there's just some other characters that you shake your head and you're like, why? Like, why did they cast this person? Like it just, <laughs> it's not good. Um, and I don't think we're, I don't think no matter how good, Johnny Depp is, we're never, we're not going to like him no matter what. No. Because he's Johnny Depp. No. I think you're right. I'm just going to see, I'm just going to see like Captain Jack in a wig or something. I don't know. (laughs) White paint. In white wig and white makeup. I don't know. Well, here's what I was, I was really afraid. I mean, I like kind of the direction that, that Joe is going. She wanted to bring in Grindelwald and Dumbledore in the younger years and she tied it all in. Because that's kind of the story that she she wanted to tell as well. But my big fear was that Newt was going to go away. And I was mm-hmm. happy to see and you know, you never know what from the trailer what is actually going to happen. Right. But I was really happy to see that it looks like it's going to be a movie about Newt again. And, you know, Tina and Jacob and all of those. And I really kind of hoping that Johnny Depp is going to have another really small part in it, like he did in the last one, and that it's going to be Newt investigating him. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And, you know, we know that it's going to be in Paris. Um, Every movie is supposed to be set in a different place. We know that there's going to be some sort of a circus, which we kind of saw with the the guy running in the ball, which looked really interesting. I want to do that. That looks like fun. I loved seeing Pickett again. And we're going to get some different animals, which is really cool, because I was worried that the they were going to go away from Newt and the animals. And that, at least from this trailer, it does not look like that's what's going to happen. So I'm really excited for that part of it, because I love Newt. I think I, I think that they yeah. cast him really really well, and I think that mm-hmm. his character is amazing. Um, and I like the you know Jacob and Tina and I can't remember her name. Uh, Queenie. Yes, Queenie. All I can think of is Goldie, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> no, not so much. Um, um, yeah, I, so, I I enjoyed them too a lot in the um, in the first movie. So here, here, here are my thoughts uh, as, as on top of oh, – I'm sorry, Scott. I, I've talked too much. Scott, what are your thoughts? <laughs> no worries. Um, I enjoyed what we see in the trailer. It's, there's some interesting things they've laid in. Apparently uh, somebody who was going through frame by frame spotted that at the explosion at the end, there's actually the Deathly Hallows symbol before that happens. No. Um, I haven't gone to find it myself, but apparently that's in there. Um hmm. It's it's nice to see everybody back. Uh, I wasn't sure how they were going to 
bring Jacob back into it. We still don't really know, but obviously he gets his memory back at some point. Um, he'd, he sort of, they'd started doing that with the uh, baked goods and such at the very end of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of odd that Dumbledore has decided Newt should be his, you know, spy or inside man or whatever it is he's being sent off to do. But it, it's, that's kind of the conceit to tie this Fantastic Beasts characters <laughs> in with the Dumbledore Grindelwald backstory that we're also getting. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, it makes me all that much more hopeful that we're going to see Newt giving Hagrid the Acromantula. Could be fun. Yeah. I think Newt benefits mm. from never being described in the books. So it didn't matter who they cast as him, that person could inhabit Newt's commander. And Eddie Redmayne has done a fantastic job, and I love this mm-hmm. version of him. But I could imagine it being any number of other people and still working. That's true. But, yeah, I think I think Eddie has a real love for the franchise. Uh, I love the fact that he's a Hufflepuff and proud of it. Mm-hmm. That's always and nice. And he, uh, he really, I mean... He, He's really embraced the characters. There's not a lot of actors that would embarrass themselves as much as he did through that courting dance um, <laughs> and and sort of really embrace it. So I, mm. I really like that. He's going to pay a lot of money to do it. So I'm I know he is, but still. <clears throat> and to do it so, on, uh, was it Fallon? I think it's the Fallon show where he taught Jimmy how to do it. That was hilarious, too. Mm. I never saw that. That's pretty cool. Google it. You'll okay. laugh. Uh yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. I haven't got my um, Speak Beastie podcast since the trailer came out, but I'm sure that I have one. I just need to download it and to hear what they're saying about the trailer because they have their pulse on things, and I'm sure I'll learn things that I didn't know about once I listen to it. It'll be fun to see. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably not going to see it on open week, opening weekend because it's me and I never go to the movies, but I will eventually see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I, I just want to touch something on something that Sue said real quick uh, before we probably move on because we don't have too much, terribly much time we left with Scott, unfortunately. Um, the thing I think is interesting about this trailer is that basically Dumbledore is in pretty much every single scene close to it. Like, at least, other than, like, establishing shots of the main characters from the last movie, like, any group montage, he's pretty much in. Um, I didn't think that. I thought he was mostly at the very beginning, and then you didn't see him again afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look at it again. Okay. Well, maybe I'm misremembering it. But I think what's interesting is I think that the advertising for this movie, I don't think they're stupid. I think Mm -hmm. in a lot of the trailers and a lot of whatever we're going to see for this movie – Despite, I think it will be, the main focus will be on Newt and it will be on our characters from the last movie. I think we're going to see a lot of Dumbledore, a lot of Grindelwald, a lot of things that we who are Harry Potter fanatics or fans of the series are familiar Mm -hmm. with are going to be in these trailers because they want us to sit in seats. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it could be interesting to see if like maybe all the shots we get of Dumbledore are a majority of where Dumbledore is actually in the movie. Like, maybe we don't get a whole lot of Dumbledore in the movie. Now, it's hard to right. that be the case with Grindelwald, because, let's be real here, the title of the movie is The Crimes of Grindelwald. The Crimes of Grindelwald. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be in every scene, but I'm willing to bet we see a whole lot more of him than we probably see, you know, Dumbledore. Um, 
That could be. It's a possibility. But I do think when it comes to promotion of movies, they're going to lean on things that are going to draw people into seats. And let's be real, mm. that's yeah. Dumbledore. And that, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's what we'll see a lot of Dumbledore. We could, in, the, in trailers, but maybe not so much as in the movie. What were you saying, Scott? They're going for the people who aren't necessarily the giant fans who would know who Newt Scamander is and all the other things. They're saying, you know, Albus Dumbledore has been in all the other Harry Potter movies, so that's a tie-in that they can draw on to get, right. come see this guy as a kid, or at least a young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, And we didn't, we didn't say the, the obvious uh, wrong thing, which is that the ministry people operated in onto Hogwarts grounds, um, which I saw a whole bunch of people were really, really upset about. Yeah. But my thought with that was, cause I, I was Ryan and I were talking about that. Like maybe that wasn't always the way at Hogwarts. Maybe mm-hmm. that became a thing, you know, sure. where they had to stop people from operating. Like maybe those wards went up after Afterwards. a certain point, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but Hogwarts history is where Hermione learns that, you can't operate at Hogwarts, and you would imagine mm. that Hogwarts of history would go book? back pretty far. This is true. It might cover the so. 1920 too, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, happened. <laughs> that's recent history. Mm. I mean, books get revised all the time. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to justify the trailer or this right. movie. It'll be interesting to see how that actually works in the movie itself. We did at least. Get I, just, I think the hard part is, is what we as fans have to realize is we got to remember who's writing this story, mm-hmm. and it's Joe. Her she Joe is the one who's writing this book, uh, this screenplay. Last I last I saw, right? Yeah. So I mean, if Joe says they can operate, well, then they, they should operate. be able to operate. It's also, I mean, the bridge that they go across is a movie adaptation. Adaptation. <laughs> It's not really in the books. So um, it that could, could count be. Yeah, it could be it, yeah, because it's it's fields kind of around it. Is, or, you know, not really fields, but green around it. That doesn't necessarily have to be um, part of the school, you know. So it says... That the book was written by Bethilda Backshot and was published in or before 1991. But that's Hogwarts yeah. of History. So, right. so that's not a very, that doesn't go back, back so far. Because Hogwarts was established in 990 AD. So maybe they did um, change it afterwards. I mean, I can see like if they were operating into the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would totally be like. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the bridge outside, I mean, maybe a thought process, this is before the war with, you know, Voldemort. This is before the war, or I guess the beginning of the war with Grindelwald. Maybe if it gets extended out because for more security, let's be real, security yeah. gets added on to over as more and more threats happen to individual places. Yeah, right. just, look at, <laughs> just look at what we do, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah, like you have a, a lock on your front door, you have one lock mm-hmm. on your front door, but you know, if you get your house broken into, I guarantee you, you're going to get a couple more locks on your doors, or locks you get on an alarm windows, or you're going to get an alarm. Right. So, I mean, maybe, you know, the Hogwarts staff, you know, it's like, oh, all this horrible stuff keeps on happening, you know. Yeah, we're not going to allow school. people to. We need more magical defenses to the school. So, right. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, I can see where fans would get upset about it, but I mean, let's be real here. It's not that really that something to be that upset about. Personally speaking, that's my humble opinion. And yeah. If you're upset about it, then I'm sorry. Well, come on, Bob. We have to get bogged down in the details. That's like no. Well, we need to be upset I'm about the real travesty here, folks. This is Johnny Depp. Johnny wow. Depp. Johnny fucking, fucking Depp. Johnny Depp. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Didn't even God say damn right it. Before Johnny Depp, like beware of the darkness or something. Oh. <laughs> Johnny Depp came on. Wow. If it isn't the Biffle himself, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan how you Classic doing, right? Biffle. Classic Biffle. Biffle classic. I'm the Lady Biffle. I'm the Lady Biffle. I'm Lady Biffle. Scott is Maple Biffle. And we. <laughs> I love you people for 47 minutes. Sue is the Garden Biffle. <laughs> lady Biffle. Yes. We've yeah. changed it from the Weed Biffle and lady the Herb Biffle to the Garden Biffle. Biffle. Well, I suggested plain glazed biffle for you, but that didn't go over. You know the thing with, like, gun reform, every time something happens, we say we need gun reform. It's almost become, like, a thing, like, we're never going to get gun reform unless something massive changes because it's just, it's the thing that never happens. Do you think there were incidents of Hogwarts over the centuries? We need apparition reform. We need apparition reform. (laughs) And finally, they're like, fine, you can't apparate the Hogwarts. You ruined it for everybody, Grindel. Oh, wow. We got to... Oh, Ryan. This is how you know Ryan shows up on the show. Yes. That's <laughs> cool cool people 47 like minutes just to, to be Maple. Yeah. Okay. We're glad you're here. Hope Ella is sleeping well. And <sighs> Do you have any quick thoughts on uh, the trailer for uh, Crimes of Grindelwald? I have you watched, be quick. Have you I watched it? Have you even see it? I watched it. You watched it? Okay. I saw it the once. Um, it, looked, it looked good. I mean... Like, it, it was a good trailer. I, I, I read a couple of the theories that people have about stuff that they got from, like, one screen grab or whatever. I did think, why are they operating on school grounds? And then everyone's screaming that Dumbledore did it. And I'm like, I remember Dumbledore lowered the shields. He, like, lowered the wards around They're the They're wards. They're not shields. This isn't Star Trek. No, I understand that. But, like, I, I remember he was on his room, <laughs> and he lowered the wards. Yeah. So maybe Plus they... Plus, he's Dumbledore. Come on. But here's the thing. Maybe... Headmaster Humperdinck, or whoever the hell's in charge in 1920-something, maybe he lowered the shields. And that's why they and you said right headmaster, there. I just thought my, my mind automatically was Headmaster Charleston. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he was actually in charge in the 1920s. He was in charge. At yeah. Hogwarts. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was the surprise choice. I hate earbuds with a passion. I mean, ears hurt. Well, maybe Apple will get rid of those. Yeah. Well, they just get rid of the cords. They just get rid of the cords. <sighs> Well, I need to bow out and head to choir practice, but it was great to chat nice, with you. Before you go, Scott, before you Scott, go, I want to enjoy my time with you tonight. I, I, I want to gush. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> recently came across something. For those of you who don't know, uh, several of us on the floor <laughs> are big fans of Critical Role, which is a, uh, a Twitch. It's on Twitch. It's actually on tonight at 7 p.m. over on Geek and Sundry, twitch.tv forward slash Geek and Sundry. Um, why am I promoting them? They don't need my promotion, but whatever. Uh, they anyway, don't, but that's okay. There is a They'll group of fans it. that created a musical uh, based off of Hamilton, but redid it for the stories of Vox Machina, the uh, group surrounding uh, Critical Role. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I was like, it's like all the characters are done so well. The voices are awesome. And then I found out something, Scott. And, and, then, and then I get little messages. Hey, is that Scott? I was like, oh my God. That's Scott? Is that Scott? <laughs> like, is Grog Scott? That project. That's I was awesome. the last one brought in because I'd written uh, an extended version of one of Sam Regal, who plays their bard, or who played their bard at the time, 
uh, had inspiration songs that he'd thought thing whenever they needed it. And at one point he did a little clip of Space Odyssey and I wrote an extended version and recorded that and put it on SoundCloud. And the guy who was putting together this Hamilton Critical Role crossover found that and uh, reached out and said, hey, would you like to help us write this thing? And so in awesome. February last year, I joined in and we finished moving the songs around and rewriting things as it was happening. Like the, the last song in the show was actually written the like two days after the episode It's About happened. Um, wow. And um, wow. then we opened up casting like we all the writers all got to pick a person to be because we were in on it and will at this point was thinking well you know it'll be the six of us and maybe two or three other people and we'll all have to play seven parts and but um one of the other producers angela said you know i'm sure there are, there are people there are a lot of critters out there who would be helpful happy to help with something like this why don't we actually have a casting process and throw it open and 200 people auditioned <laughs> so we yeah. wound up with That's over amazing. 70 singers in this thing and i still get three parts wow. because i was in early well, but I yeah your uh your grog is incredibly impressive uh it is very good Oh my god! I was like, uh, I was like barbarian, and also <laughs> king, the evil dragon. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, that was fun. Very is it's very. Oh, I just I couldn't stop. Like when I figured out it was you, I was like, I just like killed over <laughs> with just like just gushing of, of, <laughs> of like, oh my god, Scott, you are amazing. The whole project's amazing. Uh, yeah. if you it's it's if you're a fan of Hamilton. If you're a fan of Critical Role or a fan of just amazing fan, if you're content. a fan of Scott, go yeah, if you're a fan of Scott, which we know everyone here is, who among us hasn't driven down the street listening to the radio? Go, is that help Jesus? <laughs> is that Hufflepuff Jesus? Not only is he Hufflepuff Jesus, but he's also like you know. Well, but now he's Grog. Now he's Grog. He's Grog. Yes. Turn your uh, satellite or whatever into. Canadian radio stations or download our app to get it from wherever you are, probably. <laughs> yeah, do you have a link? Do you know a link off the top of your head where people can get it? Uh, yes. I can uh, uh, find one and post it. I've got it saved in my... Uh, um, you yeah, definitely show notes. I was hoping maybe something in the Twitch chat, but... Uh, oh, here, I can give it to you. It's saved in my... Uh, okay, uh, so I'm sorry, Sky. I didn't mean to keep you, because I know you had to get off to choir practice. Of course, this is going to um, make noise here. Hang on, let me turn it off. Yeah, it was an it's an amazing project. It was amazing to be part of, and everybody so far, at least that I've seen, has been really kind and happy about it. It's been it. amazing to watch the cast of Critical Role respond to it. Oh, they mm. were amazing. So I'm putting it in our Discord chat, Bob, so you can put it wherever I'll you need to. Copy paste it. Yeah. Yep. That's just what I did. So and the uh, art that goes you- with it is also amazing. Yeah, that's very well done. Yeah. So. And you throw yeah. in the artists as well as the singers. There's pretty much either either just about or just over a hundred people involved in this whole thing. So mm-hmm. from a whole bunch of different countries, mm-hmm. like four or five at least. If yeah, that's, that's how I read it. <laughs> there were, as far as the writers, there were three of us from the states and three from Canada. And then singers, we got some from England and some from you know. Uh, places in Europe. I think there's somebody from Africa somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really anyway, cool. Anyway, I do have to go, so 
Enjoy right, the rest Scott. of the night. Thanks for joining us. Listen to it on my podcatcher. <laughs> night, everybody. Right. Okay. Have a good time in choir. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use this to transition into the next thing, because uh, according to Sue, apparently my birthday has to be a part of the discussion. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. It's Bob's birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. It is not my birthday. It was my I birthday. know, but it's, it's coming up soon. Week. It was we last were, Sunday. Oh, it was it, last it was week. Last I was going to say it was last week. Awkward. Say, wait a minute. Yeah, we tried to get Danielle to, to, Danielle, not you, the other one. We tried to get Ella to record Happy Birthday, Bob, and we tried all day, and all we got yeah. was, it's Bob, a, Bob. It is she literally runs around the house screaming, Bob. <laughs> she well, she's every it's, such a, it's an easy name to say. I mean, oh yeah, but it bothers me. It's so funny, like the so way off, she bah. says it. Bob, Bob, <laughs> bye, Bob. Like my mother came over and left the house and bye, Ella, bye, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is Bob. Everyone is Bob. Yeah, she enjoyed. She just, she just said it out of nowhere one day. We like, are Bob. Good book. No, because you said. You weren't, I don't think he was talking about you, Bob, but were you talking about Uncle Bob? My uncle, my uncle Bob passed away in December and I'm trying. I think you had said Bob and all of a sudden she just looked her up and was like, Bob. Yeah, (laughs) because the last time she saw him, she kept fist bumping him. It was so funny. So I've tried to keep like the memory alive. I say, what do we do when we see Uncle Bob? And she runs up and fist bumps me. So I figure if I say that to her every day of her life, she'll be like 32 and still fist bumping me and I'll, I'll be a successful parent. So she yeah, hears you have in response, though. Yeah, she hears exactly. She hears the name all the time, and one day she's just like, "Bah, bah, bah, bah." I'm like, "Well, I do have a bot left. We could just transfer it to Bobo." Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Oh my goodness! So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the reason this is tying into Vox Machina uh, is that uh, I have a D and D group, and uh, recently, uh, one of my good one of the people in the group, Thomas, is a massive Star Trek fan. And he's like, guys, there's this new Star Trek tabletop game pro, uh, that we should try. And half the group's like, eh, I don't know. We don't watch Star Trek. But I was like, well, I've done a Star Trek RPG before. I'd be down to do one once because I remember the time I was some, it was like Steve the Klingon or something. I don't yeah, remember. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we started our, our little group of D&D fantasy adventures has turned into uh, the crew of the USS Sequoia. In Ooh. fact, I, I posted a Facebook uh, picture. Uh, I, was I saw that. I, yes. I was like, as when we took this photo, I was like, I wonder if Ryan will be proud of me. Uh, <laughs> though we weren't wearing appropriate uniforms for the time era. But I was I was thinking of Ryan and, and you guys the entire time. Aw. Uh, because well, I was know, like, we, we, the closest you is like the blue velvet suits they wear. Yeah. Um, we were funny because we saw Scary. the picture and we were like, it took us forever to find you, Bob, because... I thought you were taking the picture, to be honest. looks so different. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize you at all. The glasses totally glasses. threw yeah. me off. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was impressed by Bob because... Well, it's okay. We found you. I'm the guy that, like, someone will come over the house and they'll say a line of dialogue that sounds like a movie, so I make them watch the movie, like, while they're here. So people try not to talk around me when they come over. Mm-hmm. And Danielle was doing something in the kitchen, and I forget what prompted it, but she yells out, that'll be the day. I'm like, Captain Picard said that. When? And that was the worst thing she could have said, because we had to sit down and watch the episode where Captain Picard said that. And mm-hmm. it was the episode Yesterday's Enterprise, um, yeah. which is one of the best episodes of The Next Generation in all of Star Trek. And the next day, Bob made a comment to me about, about the game and about the Romulans, so I 
this is one of those moments, you know, like when you're proud in life, like your kid does something or your spouse does something, you're just so proud. I said to Bob, Bob made a comment about hating the Romulans, and I said, Rachel Garrett would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And Bob's like, I forget how you put it. You're like, that was the captain of, like, the Arab... Like, you, you correctly identify Rachel Garrett from, like, 800 hours of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, was she the one killed by the Romulans? I'm like, that was damn close. The Romulans were intricately they were involved. There. Yeah. So, like, I was very impressed with Bob and Rachel Garrett. So, I feel like the baton has been passed. Yeah. So, like, it was funny because, like, one of the things that when we when we made the decision to do Star Trek Adventures, uh, I was like, I must get a hold of Ryan to help me build this character. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I got to find out which colony he's from. And Ryan's like, you got to do Archer 4. I was like, okay. I Did don't know do what that Archer means. Four? Huh? Did you do Archer 4? Yeah, he, he he's from Archer 4. I put, yeah, Archer I put, 4 is actually in the same episode. Yeah, it's also mentioned in that episode, yeah. too, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I play Lieutenant Commander uh, Gavin Merrick, uh, the chief engineer uh, on okay. the ship. Nice. So, yeah. so are you, you leading Gavin, it? Yeah. yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay. Are you leading into this to tell us that you're going to DM this game for us and we get to I play it? I kind of want to, to be honest with you. <laughs> I can't. I, we're still do, we're still doing the introduction uh, scenario or campaign thingy. Uh, but maybe one of these times uh, when we when we're looking for content, it may be kind of fun to do it. Well, uh, I was laughing at your question about the galaxy class ships versus the warbirds. Mm-hmm. Like he, he like the DM put something into the game to like prevent like a battle or something. Oh, this, your ship could never stand up to a warbird. I'm like, yes, thank God they did. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Nothing is impossible. I was very excited by Archer 4, though. That's that's a really cool little Easter egg. In the, right. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Archer 4 episode, or you just wing it? No, I haven't. I didn't realize there was an Archer 4 episode. Well, what they did was, so Yesterday's Enterprise aired in 1990, okay. and it takes place in, an alternate, in the alternate timeline where the Enterprise didn't save the Klingon outpost. And um, Commander Riker makes a reference to the Enterprise was recently at the planet Archer 4 and kicked the crap out of the Klingons there. And mm-hmm. um, then there's a battle and the Enterprise is lost. And at the end of the episode, the timeline is restored. And as the Enterprise is flying off into the unknown, they set a course for Archer 4. Like, <laughs> implying they haven't been there yet. So jump ahead um, 11 years, they create a new Star Trek series, which is prequel, Star Trek Enterprise. And the captain is Jonathan Archer. And right. in the second or third episode of the show, they land on this planet. It's the first planet that we've ever gone on to leave to. And there's like something in the caves and it makes everyone high. Something with like a rock or something. And there's a bong. I can't remember what that happens. But there's this whole subplot on this planet. And the episode was called Strange New Worlds. And it was, it was I remember it being a fun episode. I, don't, I haven't watched it in a long time. But they, um, the fans have hypothesized after that 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 planet was named after the episode Archer 4, after Captain Archer, and that was the planet that was referenced 11 years before on, on Star Trek. So that's the whole deal with Archer 4. It's not canon, but the, the, the fans are very militant that that planet was Archer 4. Oh named God. after Captain Archer. Named after Captain Archer, who didn't exist in the first episode. It's really fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, but... Uh, Bob's yeah. from there now, so... Uh, now, yeah, I'm not uh, Commander Merrick. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Commander Merrick is... So maybe um, he has a bong. I don't know. There was something. Maybe, he, maybe he's into like uh, whatever gases, whatever things are available. There was, there. Some, there, was, there was like gas in a cave. I remember a cave, a cave set, and like the, like oh, there some broke on hives or something. I don't remember what that was going on. Sounds yeah. like you should be very happy. Bob. Yeah. 
I'm going to look this up right now. I haven't really... All, all I know <laughs> Talk is... Talk to like, Lady Biffle. I'm looking this up. So while I... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because obviously if you guys play it, let's put it this way. Uh, to my knowledge, I have basically done everything. Like everything that has been broken, I have somehow fixed. Like that is, that's all I do is I fix broken things. <laughs> well, oh. you're the chief engineer. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. That is that's literally your that's job. That's your job. Oh. Well, yeah, no, you, what is your, what is, yeah, do you have but, like a, like what is your history? How did you get into the field? So, okay, so uh, basically my character, um, what we know of it is that um, he comes from a... See, can you hear, so here's a question for you, Ryan, because you notice. Yeah. So is there outside, like, does basically the Federation handle or Starfleet handle all shipping within the Federation? No, the, they're a little vague on how this all works in Star Trek because, like, mm-hmm. in half the episodes they use money, and the other ha- episodes they're communists, um, and they don't. So the deal mm-hmm. is is that the Federation is made up of um, like 150 civilizations. It's kind of like a UN type deal. Starfleet is the um, military. They don't like to use the word military, but the military slash exploration arm of Starfleet. But there's also um, you know, private shipping companies. There's actually, if you watched um, uh, Deep Space Nine, I'm blanking on her name, um, Sherry Palmer, Captain... Oh, yeah, uh, Cassidy Yates. Cassidy Yates, um, the, the captain from Castle, um, the first lady from 24. She actually was, she owned a, a freighter, and she and that was just her gig. She she flew around and, and shipped stuff. So there there are there is private industry, and there's also... Okay, so so I, I am within the canon to say that my, my character comes from a family that owns a shipping company. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, the kind of the backstory of him is that he, uh, family shipping company, uh, helps out, like, because he's kind of, like, has a knack for engines, has a knack for engineering, uh, and helped keep, like, the family owned, like, three ships, like, three small ships. Like, his family is relatively well off. Um, but then, uh, the Dominion War happens, uh, mm-hmm. and he feels the need to fight the Dominion and join Starfleet. Uh, mm-hmm. And throughout the course of the Dominion War, just by happening happening to be on various ships, uh, rises to the rank of uh, lieutenant commander because basically everyone dies on all the ships he's on. So it's kind of like World War II. Well, that's actually a thing that was on Deep Space Nine where basically like um, there was this character, um, if, if you've seen Deep Space Nine, it was Nog. And his deal was he went through the academy and then a war started. So he kind of moved up through the ranks quickly because that's what happens during wartime because there's a lot of vacancies and there's a lot of oh, Joe died. You're moving up and like, so. Congratulations, Ensign. You're now a captain. There was an episode actually where he goes up to Chief O'Brien and says, they made me like an Ensign or whatever. He leave it. He's like, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm actually Ryan, looking it up. Ryan, wait. Yes. Yes. Repeat that last little bit because you you completely went away and it won't have picked it up. Oh, um, the Nog went to Chief O'Brien and, and said they they may be an ensign. Can you believe it? And Chief O'Brien said I didn't realize the war was going so bad. And Nog's like it's kind of scary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, I've looked up Archer Four. It is the planet um, named after Jonathan Archer. There's a whole something something with pollen. So if you have hay fever, Bob, you might go a little nutso. Um, Excellent. So, so there's a whole thing with pollen. <laughs> but it's actually interesting. The backstory you just gave is actually similar to a backstory from um, Enterprise, from the prequel, because at oh. the time 
before the Federation, um, you had a lot of, um, like if you were, if your family owned a freighter or your company owned a freighter and you have to go from planet A to planet B, that's like a five year journey because ships were so slow. And right. one of the characters who, um, joined Starfleet and joined the Enterprise actually, um, grew up on one of those freighters. And now his family was kind of getting pushed out of the business because now ships could go a hundred times faster. So why do you need this old freighter to haul your, your stuff? So that was a thing, but, um, yeah, they definitely still had the freighters on the newer series. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, but after the Dominion War, uh, he eventually, uh, rose to the ranks and now he is serving on, uh, this takes place not too terribly long after the destruction, uh, at least in our homebrew aspect of it, mm-hmm. the destruction of Romulus, uh, mm-hmm. And then now he is serving on Sequoia, which is currently patrolling uh, the border with the uh, um, the neutral zone. So okay. anything past that would probably get into spoiler territory for the game. So I will yeah. I will hold off on that if we do decide yeah. to play it. But yeah, I think if you, you know, like if you like the J.J. Abrams um, Star Trek's Romulus is actually destroyed in the first Star Trek movie in the Prime Universe, which is. I think it was 2387. So it's a little after the Dominion War, but you can kind of squint. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, my brother, so Thomas, who's running is a huge Star Trek fan. Uh, my brother, who's been, went from super jock to super nerd, uh, came up with this idea. He's like, you know what would be fun is if we all got like the color t shirts that we are, that we, that are, 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 whatever it's called, are, what is it? Like, yeah, that's your employment or your yeah, brain. like uh, like engineer, like I'm sorry, operations, and, command, yeah. and science or whatever it is. I don't know. So you're mm-hmm. yellow. I'm yellow. Yeah, uh, yellow is um, engineering. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, get uh, start like the little Star Trek emblem like mm-hmm. printed on it, yeah. and we'd all have one for our perfect one, and then we'd get one for Thomas. Uh, and we made it a big surprise. So it was kind of fun. So we're all like wearing like overcoats or like we're wearing like sweatshirts or something at the start of the session. And he's, he being the Trek nerd he is, he's wearing a black shirt that has a Star Trek MM on it. He's like, so he's like, are we ready to start? And he's like, we're ready to start. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, we all stand up like <laughs> our coats or take off our stuff and we review our, our Star Trek uniform. <laughs> he like just lost his mind. It was so cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's really sad about the Star Trek uniforms now. This is the thing. So, mm-hmm. I, so I was the big fan like 20 years ago. That's when like TNG and DS9 and all the shows were on there. And whenever they would do a future episode and you went like way into the future, like 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to change the uniforms. They had really cool uniforms in the, in the current day. And they wanted to show, oh, this is the future. We have different uniforms. So they put everyone in like pajamas, like yeah. old people, frumpy stupid looking pajamas and that was the future uniform and the sad thing is technically like if you believe the timelines are still moving at the current rate it's now the future so all of the people on the sequoia and stuff are actually wearing which would make me sad yeah oh Oh, wow well actually because it's now the future it's now the well apparently at least according to the dm we are in the like latter voyager or Voyager okay. ran from this is how much of a nerd I am. Voyager ran from twenty three seventy one to twenty three seventy eight. The Dominion War ended in seventy five. Uh Romulus blew up in eighty seven. So you're somewhere in like the seventies, eighties. So I, I think I think he meant Jamas hit in the nineties. So you got some time. Yeah, so I think I think we're in Voyager uniforms, at least in his mental or at least okay. in his in his universe. Well the really um, funny thing that happened was Mm-hmm. Um, so Deep Space Nine and Voyager were on the air at the same time. 
they changed, they both had the same uniforms. And then Voyager's, of course, lost on the other end of the galaxy. Um, they needed to change the DS9 uniforms because um, Star Trek First Contact came out and they needed uniforms that looked good on, t- on, the, on the big screen. And since it was mm-hmm. the same universe, they had to give Deep Space Nine those uniforms when the movie was done. So they all wore, mm-hmm. like, 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 I forgot who got Patrick Stewart's one, but they all had to wear the same uniforms. So they dumped all of the old Deep Space Nine uniforms on Voyager. Mm-hmm. But they said Voyager, you know, even though, like, they made contact with Earth and all that stuff, they're like, you, we, we won't pay for new uniforms. So they had to keep the old ones. They had to keep, like, the hand-me-downs for the run of the show because they didn't want to have to, like, pay however much to, to upgrade everything. To it. I didn't realize that. I thought, oh, it's Star Trek. They'll just, they, they just make them. They have a really big budget. I just watched a thing on YouTube the other day. Like, when TNG ended, like, Brent Spiner's shoes went to Garrett Watt. Like, he got, the, he had to, like, cram into the shoes because they wouldn't. Well, that's like, I don't know. How stupid is that? Well, maybe they're, they must be really expensive to make them. I Well, I, I never realized this. If you ever want, they borrow. The You're uniforms. out again. Wait, 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 wait. You went out again. If you ever watch. If you watch Star Trek um, Generations, the movie, they're okay. wearing all of the Deep Space Nine uniforms, and the actors are, like, dramatically different sizes. So, like, some of them are wearing, like, tank tops because they can't pull the sleeves down. You know, their sleeves are, like, three inches too long. Like, it's hysterical watching these things now that you know that because <laughs> none of their clothes fit. So I'm hoping Bob has, like, a really nice uniform. Yes, yeah, my, my uniform fits, apparently. So It's not from oh, that's good. Yeah. No, our, ours are from uh, Voyager. That's cool. At least that's the idea. Well, then you have Discovery, and they were like velvet suits. With I suits. like the Discovery. Velvet. They look kind of velvet. They look kind of velvet. No. What do you think that is? Like a polyester? Yeah, it's not velvet. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, it's weird. It's a little weird. I like it. Well, because so it's I, nice. Yeah. So I, I made a joke that went over really... Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll share it with you guys. So I was telling... Uh, if you look at the photo, um, based off of what... We're, no one is wearing blue. We're all, we're all operations or command. So no science or medical. And I, said, I said, there's no science on our ship. We need to rename our uh, ship from the USS Sequoia to the USS Republican. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just jokes upon jokes upon jokes that were made about that. Accurate. That's yeah, there's, literally, there's literally no science. So basically... So you don't, you don't have like a doctor? Well, okay, so the way the way the game works is because obviously no tabletop group is going to have enough people in it. Well, right, mm-hmm. right. Unless you're playing with my group. Is you go through and make characters for every role, essentially. Yeah. And so then they just become NPCs. Okay. So we do have a, we do have a science officer. We do have a doctor. We even have a ship counselor. Uh, oh, but, my God, you have a counselor. Well, the funny thing is, is my roommate, my roommate Barrett wants to join us and start playing with us, but he plays Ultimate Frisbees on Mondays when we play. But he says if he gets to play, he wants to be the ship counselor. That's awesome. My favorite so, thing about the ship counselor was that it was the 80s, so the captain's therapist sat on the bridge next to him because he had to have his therapist with him at all times. And she was empathic, so she could tell when the screen were lying or whatever. So that was a helpful reason to keep her around. Every time they called someone, he would look at her. Okay, is he lying? And she's like, "Yeah, I can't. I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I know nothing. Like, I'm so glad they paid her for eight years. And she she crashed the ship twice. Twice. The only two times she drove, she crashed the ship. (laughs) What I didn't realize is the two different seats. I always thought the two different seats were both con seats or both driving seats. I didn't realize one was con and one was operations on the Enterprise. Yeah, and they actually changed it. First episode. They actually changed it the first episode of He's Not Back Yet. Ryan, Wait, come what? back. 
There you are. I'm I'm, I'm right here. Um, No, you're totally gone. And if I'm not hearing you, then Craig the Bear is not picking you up. I'm also getting them, they're dropping, but it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we get the strongest Wi-Fi we get. So this is the most of us you're going to hear. Um, yeah, they, I forgot what I just was saying. They, um, I'm in sorry. The, in the first step, <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. So he's like, Ryan, I'm like, oh. Um, <laughs> well, we can't hear you. So it doesn't do us. Yeah. The first episode, they, um, they switched them back and forth. Well, then on the old Star Trek, they had, like, navigation, and they had the helmsman, so they had, like, and then they had someone answering the phones. They had, like, a lot of different jobs. They tried to get someone to You seriously can't hear me? No, no I was answering the oh. phone. Hello? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have, so it's an interesting situation. We Our DM is the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, captain uh, Castillo, uh, Castillo. I forget his mm-hmm. last name. Uh, and then we have our... Uh, Commanding officer, uh, commander, um, commander Traeger, that's my brother's character. Uh, then we have, uh, tactical or chief, uh, security chief. Mm-hmm. This is why I always joke. He always like, um, he's like, he, okay. So he's a trill mm-hmm. who happens okay. to also be a reformed Borg who also oh. happens to be something else. Yeah. Does, wow. he, does he have a symbiote? I think so. I don't know. Okay, yeah, the trail. a reformed Borg. They wouldn't let him have. Well, a here's symbiote. the thing. You, mm, but they're we, extremely strict with the symbiote. But we found out that was just because they made it seem like, oh, only so many, only one in a billion can handle a symbiote. That was just because they wouldn't have enough symbiotes. Yeah, I know. My, well, basically, uh, what I guess the deal is, is whenever this person dies, yeah. the whatever's inside of him dies too. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, so because, he's, because he's of unlike- what happened with the Borg situation, like. Okay, the- so, yeah, okay. So he has a symbiont, but the symbiont won't be passed down. Because okay. they are infested with the Borg. It's kind of like Dr. Who. Oh. The, the, the Trill are actually very much like Dr. Yeah. So that's yeah. basically a part of his backstory yes, the, a little yes, bit. Yes, that's a Borg STD. Uh, and then we have an operations, uh, Tierra, or T, and then, like, Era. I, I, Vulcan names, I swear. Uh, Tara. That's yeah. actually a weird name. Tara. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a really weird she is our uh, she is our uh, operations officer, uh, and then I am the chief engineer, and then everything else is NPCs. So okay, cool. Who who is your favorite uh, chief engineer from the shows? Oh, Jordy. Really? Because there's a lot of chief engineers good. Because you got Scotty, who's like classic. Yeah, I will probably like go him. with O'Brien. O'Brien's, O'Brien's pretty cool too. too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. well, DS Nine is my favorite. Well, I well when I named when I named uh, when I named Gavin, I wanted to like pay homage to Scotty, so I had both of his his sir and first names are of Scottish descent. Yes, they did a funny thing on um, Discovery. There's a scene where Captain Lorca has to pretend to be the chief engineer, and he yeah, just he just goes Scottish. 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 <laughs> I was so going to ask if, if you used a Scottish accent when you played Bob. He's he's not Scottish himself, or at least his family used to be like Scottish, but like. He doesn't have the accent. The best thing with Scotty is, like, after he's the chief engineer for, like, 20, 25 years, um, Captain Kirk says, how much time do you need to fix it? He's like, I need eight weeks, but I know you don't have eight weeks, so I'm going to do it for you in two. And Kirk's quiet. He's like, have you been multiplying your repair estimates by a factor of four all this time? He's like, of course. Why do you think I'm a miracle worker? (laughs) 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 It's the best Scotty's yeah, Jordy's good too. Jordy's good too, though. Something about blind chief engineer, I just thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, in well, the he wasn't chief engineer in the beginning, though. right? No, he's he not wasn't. in the beginning. In the first season, he 
the um, the con officer, and they actually did it. They made a thing in the first season where um, they had the female chief engineer, and then in the next episode they had on. Did they have multiple? You no, know, he was a guy, he's the guy from Gilmore Girls. He was the he was the guy he was the um, the, the guy Tom, the, the construction worker built. The yeah, room. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He guy. was a, he was the, he was the chief engineer in like the next episode, and they made a reference one of the chief engineers. So like he's <laughs> like the, he's like the chief doing. engineer was the deal, I guess. And then literally like every other episode there was a new chief engineer. Yeah. So finally they made um they they let Will Whedon drive the ship and they made Jordy the chief engineer just because it was getting ridiculous like every week. Yeah. They had a new it's too much. So they probably needed something <laughs> to do. Um, but yeah, I just loved O'Brien trying to figure out the Cardassian computers. That was great. And then what was the one it's with like, like trying to use the Android. Space rats. Oh, the, um, the, the Vols? The Vols. The Vols. The Vols. Oh, with Quark? <laughs> they took, they made, the, like, it was like Cardassian Station is infested with these rats. They're, like, huge. They're huge. They made, like, the best prosthetic thing, and they're, tra- and they're like, in all of the circuitry. And poor yeah, they Brian, eat the circuitry. He turns on, like, this dog whistle thing trying to kill them, and Quark, yeah. Frankie with the huge ears, goes <laughs> dropping to the floor as soon as he turns on. It's this big that's not, like, that's the best. Time. Track it always. Yeah, poor, yeah, poor O'Brien. He, and he's trying to like say, the station's about to break up. And he's trying to do something, and the computer's like, "I'm sorry, I'm canceling your request." Like it's, <laughs> he's like pulling his hair out. Yeah, yeah, there's some really great chief engineer scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, Trip was even good. On the Trip original. was good. I actually really liked Trip. Trip was, on, Trip was good. On uh, well, Trip was like. He was. He'd be like, you'd open the door of the engineering, and he'd be running over the warp core, holding literally a fire extinguisher. Get out! I know. <laughs> Chief engineers, they tend to be good, good yeah, characters. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, well, plus, I, I get the sense that, that, that Bob is self-taught on Archer. Oh, I'm sure. Because he, he was down, I'm thinking, with the spores a lot the during spores. the teen years. He got into the spores. Uh... Bob's Poor in the restroom right He's now. I just, got, I just got. I just got. I just got. He got into the sports. Um. Yeah. His mother gave him a bong for his. Well, the years. question will be: Does Bob feel as loyal to his ship, to the Sequoia, as Scotty feels about the Enterprise? And wow. it's like, why? Mm. Why? Why did you? You know, started the fight. It's like, well, you know, it's insulted the Enterprise. Best episode. <laughs> Don't insult her. It's all, oh, no, no, no. Insult, the Klingons insult Captain Kirk left and Like, right. that's fine. They don't care about every- Scott, when he starts an intergalactic yeah. war, hitting him with the mouth. Scott, that's the thing. It's like the first one sometimes is always the best. Like, the, be- the best chief engineer, I think, has to be Scotty. Because they yeah. even do the episode where Scotty meets Jordy, and they're trying to mm-hmm. fix the ship together. And, and Scotty's like, transfer the plasma into the injector. <laughs> It's like, I can't, it's too hot. Are you going by regulation 43 slash A? Yes, I wrote it. Shut up and transfer the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Scotty probably is the best, but then probably O'Brien. O'Brien. For me. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with O'Brien, which I thought was awesome, was they put Colin Mimi in the uh, in the first episode of Star Trek, and he, like, got these little background roles, and people liked him so much, they gave him a regular role, and now he's yeah. the chief engineer on the next mm-hmm. show. And the thing he loved about that role was he got to use his real Irish accent. Yeah. Because usually, if you remember on um, on Voyage, there's an episode where Captain Jamie has an affair with a hologram, and it's, like, the he's, like, from, he's the Irish bartender, mm-hmm. and he has that really fake yeah. movie Irish accent. And that was the cool thing about him. He actually sounded like... And he loved Klingon coffee. He did. And Klingons had coffee? 
Ractagino. Yes, Write that down. Ractagino. And it's supposed to be the best coffee. I want a, some. Well, there's a thing when Major Kira is pregnant, she has a Ractagino, and they're like, oh my god, she's. I just remember. Or O'Brien always orders his double strong, double sweet. Yeah. Weird. The things you remember. Yeah, so I think he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So I think Bob's going to be self taught over here. Because he's going to have to. Because he's used to probably a different like, standard. Why in the world did they make Patrick Stewart. French. French. All he drinks is fucking tea. He has, so he's British. He, I mean, he's British. He's, Come on. He has an English accent. But why did they make he's him French? Like, to, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. They made him. I wonder if they were making a thing like maybe France. Like, all the guy drinks is tea, yeah. Earl Grey hot. Yeah. He's, Earl Grey hot. He's the most British. Like, they, they could have put the queen in that job and she would not I don't be understand. I mean, Jean-Luc Picard has a great ring to it. There's but a gr- still. There's a great episode where Q is involved and he brings flowers to Picard. He's posing as the flower delivery man. He's reading the, the, the card. He's like, is there a John Luck Pickard here? Pickard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited that, that Bob is the chief engineer, so this should be fun. I think, yeah, Bob. I can't wait to hear more about it if yeah, no, it's been we really don't play. Exciting. Well, we, well, definitely. I mean, once, once we play and then I can fill you in. But my uh, my friend, the parts I could fill you in on are, is the homebrew campaign that Thomas is coming up with. Because uh, mm-hmm. obviously we wouldn't do that because um, that's his game and whatnot. But, uh, I'm wondering if like the Sequoia will be infected by pollen and Bob will be immune to it and he'll be able to save the ship because he'll be the only one thinking clearly. Eh, well, that far <laughs> in the future, we're probably all immune to pollen. Yeah, this is like this is like. Space Paul. This is like bad Paul. Space allergy. This was like space Ill- allergy. This was Dust bunnies. in a world where what's, what's that? Wait, in a world where the USS Sequoia is threatened by space bunnies and space allergies <laughs> and space got, bees. I almost got institutionalized Ooh. in high school. Remember the the pollen yeah. incident? And my parents had to come down. We had to have a whole meeting. This is the pollen? Remember that? And there is no more Zyrtec. There was no more Zyrtec. Oh dear. That damn nun. So what are we all well, in the house? What? Um, I was, I um, went to high school in my, rela- I had a relationships course. It was taught by Sister Marie what? Claire. <laughs> Bob's like, what? And the, and the course was basically, <laughs> what, wait, oh, I, I just need to process this. A relationship It was a course. relationships course. Sophomore year <laughs> taught by a nun. School. Taught by a nun. Taught by a nun. I'm assuming it was, if you have a relationship with a boy, you're going to hell. I mean, that must be what they were teaching. I, I was going to say, because none, none right. can't. Okay. Yeah. So, and the thing I remember about Sister Marie Claire was she, like, hurt her foot. She, like, broke her something or whatever. And she parked on the front steps of the school. Like, not, like, oh, near the clock. She parked literally, like, inclined on the steps of the school because she didn't want to walk that far. So she parked me in the back of the classroom near the open window during hay fever season. Noticed that I appeared to be in emotional distress because my eyes were watering, my nose was running. So she snapped her fingers and says, I've got it. That kid's suicidal. I'm going to call the authority. So she called what? my guidance. She told my guidance counselor. My guidance counselor was a really cool shit lady. I loved my guidance counselor. I went in to see her one day, and all of a sudden, she's like, I know this. I'm like, where's your stapler? Where's everything sharp in here? Why? Oh, like, what's God. going on? And she parents down, and we had to talk about, you know, what I do if I feel in danger, and have I ever cut myself? I'm like, what the hell? And it turned out I borrowed down, and it was Marie Claire told her I was going to off myself because she stuck me next to the bush outside. With the window mm. open. So don't mess with the spores. If those things get in the, if they get, 
and like you know the air filters like mm-hmm. that stuff. But you can create a propulsion system from them. That was always a little weird to me. The, 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 the spore drive. The spore. Oh, Bob, you gotta bring the spore drive back. That's it. Where do you think the spores <laughs> came from? Archer four. It's cannon, Bob. We'll make a cannon. Ooh, Bob, it is cannon. Yes. So let's call. Let's call CBS and be like, we have this amazing idea for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they've already had yes. it. But no, I, I, I've so my my the past couple weeks have just been inundated with Trek, and it's been. As someone who's never really been a huge fan, but is slowly becoming a bigger fan, uh, especially with, you know, feeling a sense of ownership of a character on a ship and the Federation, and even though it's D&D tabletop, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Even seeing people... What's really, what's really frustrating, though, is my brother is the one who's seen the least, but he's the commanding officer. The commanding officer. And so instead of it, like, being... Because, like, usually, like, if the ship gets hailed, it's the captain that responds, Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, according to our, our, our captain, because he's the DM, is like a piece of shit captain who does absolutely nothing. And so, like, literally has us do everything. So my, my brother is the one who basically responds to all of the uh, hails. But he's never seen Star Wars, I mean, Star Trek. So he doesn't really know how to respond. And it annoys the shit out of me. Like, I told him, I was like, okay. When you when you answer the call, when you answer the phone, you say this is Commander Traeger of the USS Sequoia. You 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 address who you are. He never once did. I was like, the Romulans just must be pissed off at us because we don't say who yeah. we are. No wonder they started shooting. Now does shields? Because that's big. Wait, what? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Does he know that you can't beam through shields? Yes, we our DM explained. Well, his first response was, we need to blow them out of the sky. But apparently, apparently, we aren't, we are not in weapons range. Yeah, we're not in tractor range. Yeah. But we are in beaming range. What? We're in, tele- we're in teleportation range. No, that's not how it works. No, no. Well, you know what? That's what oh, so again, another thing, RDM. So, okay. So, well, Thomas is a, is, is a great guy, but he isn't a, an experienced dungeon master. So, and a lot of, so the hard part is, is like, one of the things when you do with dungeon mastering is like you want to give your your players as much control as possible. But when you're doing like a booked campaign where certain things have to happen, like that's why our ship is now can't we can't fire on them. We can't you know we can't. T- I don't want to say I don't want to say anything more about spoiling, but like we, we were very limited in what we were supposed. Like we were basically had to do one thing. So in D and D, that's called railroading, and so. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of it's a hard line to play with when you have. You know what? What I find with Star Trek is Warship that, can do all these things, but mysteriously, yeah. in this context, they can't do most of them except for one. The thing with Star Trek is I noticed earlier on in like Next Generation came out in '87, Enterprise ended in 2005. So like from '87 to 2005 it was on the air constantly, and mm-hmm. as the years went by, the writers kind of got lazier with the rules of the universe. It used to be. Transporter range was like 40,000 kilometers. If you're at 50,000, you can't beam down. And then, mm-hmm. like, that got too hard. So they're like, boost power to the transporters. Now, like, half a galaxy away. Um, there, there was an episode where um, the Enterprise was being chased by the Borg, and they looked like pretty far away. And, and they were like, lock torpedoes. They're like, if we shoot the <laughs> torpedoes this close, we'll blow the ship in. The torpedoes yeah. are going like 12 feet, blowing up, and they're fine. So the rules are kind of, 
you can like they've gotten more lax as time goes on. So now, if if you're out of range of something, just boost power, and you can probably find an episode where that worked. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 the whole point is to tell a story. So right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I think they unshackled themselves a little too much, but you know. But yeah, you no, know, definitely, it's been. Um, I love it, and there's also uh, talking about online shows that, like, we're talking about uh, Vox Machina, aka Critical Role. Um, the same company that uh, backs Critical Role also does a show called uh, The Shield of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is a Trek-based D and D show uh, mm-hmm. that uses the Star Trek Adventures uh, system. And what's really cool is because they have legendary pictures backing them; they have a budget, so like, literally every all the players are in like legit. Voyager costumes, uh, and their set is literally like the bridge of a uh, of a Star Trek of a of an, a Federation ship bridge. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's, I've been watching that just to kind of get the idea of what. To and what was that called? It's called the Shield of Tomorrow. A Shield of Tomorrow. Okay. It's on YouTube under the Geek okay. and Sundry channel. Uh, I've actually started watching the first episode because I never yeah, saw. What it. is it? Is it? It's tabletop. It's just tabletop. Okay. It's, ba- it's yeah. It's Star Trek D and D. They're okay, all doing. Sure. I was going to say Ready Player One. That's not right. They're also doing We're Alive over That's on, on, Alpha, the, though. on the Alpha channel as well. Yeah, We're Alive is on there. It's like, I was like, Geek and Center is my favorite company at the moment because they have like three of my favorite things. They've got Tabletop for uh, for Trek, Critical Role, and then now one of my favorite all-time stories, uh, Zombie Stories, is now getting a, a Tabletop game on their Alpha channel. Mm-hmm. That's We're Alive, so, yeah. We're alive. And I watched the first episode. It was good. Did you watch all of We're Alive? Did you listen to all of I'm sorry. Well, I didn't get a chance. I never finished it. Yeah. But didn't they like, keep going and going and going and going and there's like multiple series? There was a second series I just listened to a few weeks ago, We're Alive Walk Down, which was six episodes. And then there's mm-hmm. another one series coming out, like We're Alive Gold Rush. Is that right? Yeah, the, well, the We're Alive one is the one that's on Alpha that we're talking about, the one that yeah. I was telling you about the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have done other things like what they're or I think they stopped doing the podcast and they did, maybe did a video thing or something. I don't know. Okay. And I think it was behind a paywall. Oh, okay. So I never saw No, no, I think there might be anything I think, else. I think there was a thing they did that was like if you want to see behind the scenes stuff that like videos that was i think behind the paywall but they put like a like a sample one up because i remember one of the um producers was talking with one of the actresses who did it who was who's is like I, I think they're married and they were just dating when the show started he's like i didn't want to cast you because what if like we broke up and then like you're still on the show and she like inched away from him on the couch pissed off <laughs> but um they did some cool stuff hmm. yeah it's really uh really branching out it's it's so funny to me that when I was young, Dungeons and Dragons was evil and, you know, only evil people played it. And now everybody's playing evil. it. So. Dungeons evil? and Dragons. I thought, it was just, game. I thought it was just geeky people. <laughs> no, it was, it was of the devil. No, it was you. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, there's a huge, there's a huge satanic scare about, uh, in the 1980s. Oh. I don't remember that. Well, apparently we won because now we're all doing. We were a little young for it. Yeah, I guess I was too young for it. I don't know. So. I never knew anybody that played D anD D until you guys. <laughs> I never knew anyone. <laughs> no, I just never. None of nobody I knew in high school or was friends with played it. They were there. It's probably the band kids that played it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were all on the pollen. Mm. 
So, well, the boys are going to be here for dinner soon. Um, did we yeah, say, want there, to what, talk about Ready talk Player about? One or no? Do we want to save that Ryan, for any... next time? Let's save that. That's a big topic. Let's save that. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe so. the homework can be, is it possible to see Ready Player One? By the next podcast, I'm sure yeah. we can. Okay. I would like to sure. see yeah. yeah, it comes out in a week, so that gives us, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. We'll drop off the okay. whole time. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll take care of that. Okay. Well, then we're next right. time we will give our scathing or shiny. Yeah. I'm hoping it's good. I'm, I'm hoping Why are they operating within Hogwarts? Yeah. <laughs> So just to, I want to plug a couple of things because we do have some new people who are listening to us. Um, first and foremost, if you want to check out the website for this podcast, it's at www.pointofviewweekly.com where you can access a huge backlog, three or so years of, uh, of content, uh, including just old shows of us getting into craziness. Uh, we've done some really odd things over the years, uh, including a Harry Potter RPG known as The Aurors. Since I know a couple of you are hardcore Harry Potter fans, you may want to check that out. Um, we apologize. Uh, I, it was my first time. <laughs> pipes. And, you know. Your first time. Yeah. Everyone has a first time, Ryan. It's it's actually pretty hilarious. It's it's, yeah. it's a good time. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> so if if you love Potter and if you love crazy storytelling, definitely rotating banners featuring Kid and Dark Rest. So true, racist. <laughs> so true. Um, so there's a lot of content there. Or if you are more into Harry Potter, speaking of you Potter fans, and you want to get uh, all of the awesome uh, goodness that is Potterfic Weekly, check them out at PotterficWeekly.com. Uh, Ryan, Ryan started that podcast years ago. but soon, 27 years ago, yeah, this month. Yeah, so, yeah it's been over 10 years, yeah. Um, and it's the 27, but how long has it been over 10 years? It's been over 10 years. <laughs> it's like, it's like 11 years at this point, I think. And Sue currently well, runs it. We've been weekly um, for five. How old is Gemma's pregnant when we started that. Yeah, no, like, 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 five. Yeah, we've been we've been podcasting off and on for about eleven for, years now. Yeah, we're yeah. we're just setting out the um, schedule for season nine for Potterfic mm-hmm. Weekly. So, so definitely, if you want to have something to listen to, check out the back catalog of Point of View Weekly, uh, or uh, if you want to do some interactive fanfic reading, uh, check out Potterfic Weekly, um, done by. This amazing cast and crew. I wasn't really a part of Potterfic Weekly. I was a part of another podcast that's no longer has any trace of it being on the internet, which is probably <laughs> for the best. Uh, we, we have the episode saved on some of the Yeah, the episode saved, content. but we, we won't get into that. Um, it was Robert from Spellcast back in the day. Robert S. Spellcast, right? Do you every once in a while I call you Robert? Like, just, I don't know. You can what, call you, that's muscle mem- you know, Like, whatever muscle memory is. Total side total side point. Um I have always gone okay, so it's always been like my family calls me Bobby, uh college friends and like kinda like call me Bob. Uh and then Robert has always been internet stuff and then uh and work. But in my new job, because it's like this odd combination of people who've called because I know a lot of people. My, a lot of people in my new job have known, known me for like since I was younger, so they call me Bobby, and I usually go by Robert. So I was like, okay, let's just have the middle ground of Bob. So for yeah. the first time ever in a job, I'm not going by Robert. I'm going by Bob, and it's been really kind of odd and weird, <laughs> but at the same time, kind of nice because it's like it's more informal. It's like it isn't like hmm. it's not as formal as Robert. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine being called by three different things. And anyway, there's a lot it's more. Like, options. I've just only ever really been called Danielle, not like. Well, that's not true. We call yeah. you D, and well, we call you, yeah. 
But yeah, mama, I get it. Mama, 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 well, mama, yeah, mama, 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 yeah, children. I'm just so remembering because I just made Danielle watch that yesterday episode. They introduced a character named um, Richard Castillo, and um, Tasha Yar, Denise Crosby, was the love interest for the episode. And she's like, you know, what do I call? It? She keeps calling. She keeps calling Kenan. He's like, well, you know, my friends call me Castillo. My mother calls me Richard. She's like, okay, Castillo. He's like, they put on like the romantic music. <laughs> no, I'd like you to call me Richard. And I'm like, like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is that different strokes for different folks, Ryan? Yeah. Like, they did things weird back in the time you came from, did they not? That's funny. No, that's that's kind of weird. I'm like, okay, you're my new mommy. Ew. (laughs) Gross. Well, we are heading into the final uh, bits. Uh, Is there anything we want to plug, anything we want to mention, anything we want to talk about before we head on out? You got anything? The stand? Have you done the stand? No, I haven't. I'm the only one reading it. Well, tell everyone how much you've read. Every day she has to tell me your page count. She's very proud. You t- make me tell you my page count. How many pages in the book? <laughs> well, the Kindle version that I'm reading is 1,328 pages. And how many have you read? I'm on page 927. Are you going to read more tonight? Maybe. Maybe. It's getting okay. late. <laughs> I'm reading we're it. But it's we're so keeping good. it up. It's so good. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my god-awful book myself. Yeah. Well, thank you for not recommending it to me after the last one. I thought that would be better. Did you not? Like, I even said super stars. Well, I don't know what it, you said because yeah, you said Ryan is totally making it out right there. But, I said Sue right. gave it three stars, and Sue's never given it three stars. I never get, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the end very much at all. Because it was terrible. Mm. Don't but I movie. just found this new series. It's it's romance stuff, so nothing that you guys would probably enjoy. But uh, I was like, oh, cool, a series. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get the next one. And it's like 15, 19. I'm like, where's two? And I couldn't <laughs> find two anywhere. It was really hard. Where's two? Well, if anyone feels like picking up a 1,300-page uncut, unabridged novel, oh, we can discuss it. But it's, it's seriously really good. I haven't finished it yet, but... Um, I know that there's people go one way or the other with the ending, whether they love it, but... And you don't know what the ending is? I, of course not. I'm, I have no idea. You have no idea. Well, I'm reading one of those books where it's like they write, there's a book, and then they write, like, a sequel from, like, another character's perspective, and then they write another sequel from another character's perspective all about the same events. Mm-hmm. So I've literally lived the same story. Like, I didn't like the story the first time. <laughs> like the, I'm like, Why oh my do you God. keep reading it? Because oh, you can't <laughs> not. It wasn't, it's it wasn't happy. It was well-written, but it wasn't happy. And now I've had to read it through. I'm like, gee, I wonder if the car is about to hit something. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you can't think of it. Read something so else. Just, just to clarify, the name of the book is what again? Uh, the Stand? Strand? The, the Stand. The Stand by Stephen King. 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 Okay. Oh, no. Oh. No? Stephen King. No? Mm. I never thought, see, here's the thing. I read... I read, like, one Stephen King book when I was a teenager. I really don't remember which one it was. It didn't leave a big impression on me. Um, and I just remember thinking, my God, he's very wordy. Like, I didn't really enjoy the style. And mm-hmm. then, um, like, two years ago, we read eleven twenty two sixty three, 63 which was amazing. It's a great book. Um, I would recommend that to anybody. And we loved it. And from then I read... Um, a novella, technically a novella, I guess they call it, uh, 
by Stephen King called Different Seasons, which has four, uh, it's like four short stories that, you know, are in one novel. And among them is like the Shawshank Redemption, um, Mm -hmm. which is really great. Uh, The Body, which then became the movie Stand By Me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really good. I enjoyed reading that. And then um, one of my friends at work has read The Stand now twice. And he's like, you got to read it. You got to read it telling you you'll like it you you'd like it i'm like oh it's like so long like i don't know <laughs> it's like a big commitment because it's so long but um i started it like i think two weeks ago tomorrow so once i think yeah. i've been reading it for two weeks and i'm and i'm more than two-thirds done so i'm like 70 yeah. percent done um i love it the characters are extremely well written um it's an interesting story it's not the type of story i usually read but it's yeah. It's well, my, just very well written. My favorite thing on that, real fast, like to give you some idea, like my mother calls me every day to say, "Don't, don't forget today's trash day." I'm like, I know, because I bring the trash out every week and have for 25 years. What would I do if you didn't tell me it was trash day? So for years, all I read was dystopian sci-fi. Like that was my thing. Like, like mm-hmm. I have read dozens of dystopian sci-fi. Sorry, Danielle's like, you should read this. It's about the flu pandemic. I think you might like it. I'm like, tell me more about this dystopian thing you have discovered. <laughs> but it's actually like it's really interesting because it's because it's such a long novel and think so many things happen and you think about where it started and where the characters started and you're like oh man that was like 800 pages ago like it's so much happens and um you know i know he's i know stephen king he even says it himself he's been told many times that he has diarrhea like he just writes a lot but i think in this mm-hmm. case it works you know it's um it's like going on a journey with the characters. So I've, I don't know. I've been enjoying it. It's really not the type of normally read, but it's not like, um, it's not like I think Stephen yet. King gets like, everyone just assumes like horror or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's not, it, it's not a horror novel. He writes love scenes too. Remember? Oh yeah. He writes love scenes. That was awkward. Sometimes they're a little weird. We're listening to really um, uh, yeah, that's always fun in the car. But Ella, don't wake up going on a road trip. But that's just but not I like the walking dead. We're no well, people well, mm-hmm. and and some of his characters are just interesting. You know. All right, so everyone just has to read the sand and see where they play or one, and we're good to go. Okay. Just from the group that sometimes um, forgets to draw a picture. Bob's not going to do that. I'll draw a picture. <laughs> I love that their homework for like a year pictures. Yeah, no one can see the picture. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could, you know, if we, we got posted them. Gym, we did. Post we posted them. them. We but now eggs. with the technology of Twitch, we could, I could post the pictures on the stream. But while we were doing it, yeah. Yeah. But during the podcast, that kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. All right. Well, it is almost the two-hour mark, and I'm thinking uh, we are getting ready to wrap up this episode. Uh, one last, any last short things you want to mention, or no? No, nope. I think we're good. Sweet. All right. Well, everyone, uh, first and foremost, to the Twitch chat, thank you so much for watching and listening. It's very much appreciated you guys come out. Uh, we try, and hopefully in the future, we'll get more of an, uh, a notice ahead of time instead of like... Yeah, we'll tell you more than four minutes before we start. Before we so. start, yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that will be a, a thing in the future. Um, and then also to everyone listening on uh, podcast listening devices, thank you for downloading and tuning in as well. So from all that of might it, actually be a good thing. I'm sorry, that might be. Go ahead, Ryan. Not leave the house, and the off chance that we 
because they never know when it's coming. No, I don't okay. think so. Uh, you want people sitting by the computers waiting for us to podcast monthly? That's what, that's what going to be waiting a long time. That'd be a real long time. Oh, well, uh, no thanks. I'll pass. All right. Well, from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. Oh, I'm Danielle. I went first today. I'm like punching her in the arm. <laughs> I guess I'm Sue since we lost Scott. And he was the maple biffle, so I'll, I'll fill in for him because I wasn't here at the beginning. Okay. Well, then I guess that's yeah. all of us. And and I'm Ryan. Ryan. So, guys, until next time, uh, we uh, will be watching. Make sure if you guys want to participate, watch the homework is watching uh, a Ready Player One, the movie. And I guess we're, we're going to read the book. Huh? Possibly. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll get back to you on that. But it's at least the movie. At least the movie. Yep. Oh, you're talking. But we already did. We read Ready Player One. No, no, no. no, no. We're talking about the stand. Your book. Oh. Whoa, guys. We'll we'll get back to you on that part. But definitely watch. Definitely watch uh, Ready Player One. Okay. Because I will not. I will not watch or discuss the miniseries they made of the stand because apparently it was terrible. Okay. So you can't just take the the easy way and watch the show. That won't work. Gotcha. All right. That's going to do it. Until next time, farewell, good night, and see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.